it is a question that plagues the mind of Satan. It, it's something that echoes through the corridors of hell, if you will. It is a whisper among the demons that wander around the earth. How can we curse the people that God has not cursed? How can we get them, and perhaps a better way to put it is, how do you curse what God has determined to bless? How can we come against a people that God has put his hand upon? who God has brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. How, how can we do it? It is the, the enemy's uh, obsession is how do we curse these people? How do we, how do we go against these people? And I, I read this and I begin to study this out and I hit upon this topic not too long ago when I was uh, preaching about uh, uh, you know the mingling of the holy seed if you will of being encumbered about with the world being entangled with the world and I, I hit on this but as I go, went back and I made a note to go back and to study this out and begin to look this a little bit closer uh, uh, man this began to jump out at me uh, uh, how are you going to curse somebody that God's blessed 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, he said, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. When you are born again, when you have received his spirit, uh, we talked about and preached about a book of Acts church for a little while. And he said that you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I come to tell you tonight, when you have that power, when God has ordained and blessed you, there's not a devil in hell, there's not a demon going to and fro of this earth that can curse what God has blessed. He cannot curse what God has put his hand on. It is a story that has been told through the eons of time. It, it's something that echoes through uh, uh, the devil's mind. Every morning when he wakes up, uh, he would like to curse uh, what God has blessed. Uh, he would like to bring an end to what God uh, has started. Uh, I come to tell you today uh, that he can't stop uh, this thing uh, that God has started. Uh, he can't stop this thing uh, that God has created created because in the beginning was the word and the word it was with God and that word was God heaven and earth shall pass away but his word shall never pass away what are you talking about preacher Deuteronomy chapter 24 he says it best Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field, and blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit 
of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the flocks and thy sheep. Blessed shall be the baskets in thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come against thee one way and they shall flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses and in thy when thou sittest in thy hand unto and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God has given thee. You're going to be head and not to tell. You're going to be the lender and not the borrower. Come on, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm telling you, God, it is ordained of God for you to be blessed. And I'm not talking about just finances. And that is a big part of it. I will tell you that. But it's more than just money in your pocket. It's about your spiritual life. It's about your dedication to God. It's about your family. It's about coming and being consecrated to God. It's about having a healthy life and a healthy body. God can bless you. God can put his hand on you. So what are you talking about? He went, he got to, he got scared when them Israelites began to come in their land. They've been wandering around in the wilderness, uh, wandering around lost, uh, just going in circles. Uh, oh, and then here they come and, and Jericho fell down flat and, and all of these stories begin to come uh, to his ears of Balak. Uh, and he said, you know what, man? What, oh, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna do this? Uh, I, I gotta curse these people. They, they, man, they're gonna wipe me off the face of the earth and so he goes and tries to hire him a hireling a preacher the Bible said a dumb dog that scared to bark somebody that wasn't wasn't who didn't care about going against the will of God and the things of God and so he goes to a prophet and he said hey here's a little bit of money oh, I want to give you a little bit of money would you come and curse these people in that day and time, if he could get a curse upon them, uh, it was believed that they would be cursed no matter what would happen if, they could, uh, if he could get a curse on them. And so he offers Balaam a lot of money. And Balaam said, I'll go and entreat the Lord. This money kind of, kind of wooed him a little bit, Brother Adam. He goes and begins to pray before the Lord. And then in our reading, the Bible tells him, hey, you can't curse what I've blessed. These people are a blessed people. They're my people. These are a people that are called by my name. These are a people that's humbled themselves and prayed and seek my face. And I'll tell you something, Balaam, you better not even go down there to curse these people. These are my chosen people. I come to tell you tonight, you're engrafted. You're adopted into the family of God. You might not be a Jew by birth, but you're a Jew by the washing and the regeneration of this Holy Ghost.
and the Bible had done promised them. I'll tell you what, Abraham, you preached about it this morning, elder. As the sands of the sea, so shall your lineage be. As the stars are in the heaven, so shall your lineage be. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna give you houses that you didn't build. I'm gonna give you wells that you didn't dig. I'm gonna give you vineyards that you didn't plant. Say, oh, oh, I know it, I know it. If we're not careful, oh, we ourselves, and this is what I come to preach just for a few moments tonight. The question is, who can curse what God has blessed? I come to answer that question tonight. The only person that can curse you is yourself. The only person that can take you out of the will of God and out of the blessing plan of God is yourself, Brother Dakota. But if you've got a made up mind, I'm gonna love God with all of my heart, with all of my soul, and with all of my might there's not a devil in hell that can curse you there's not a devil in hell that can come against you say oh preacher what are you talking about it's we ourselves that curse us so many times well, preacher, I never have a dollar in my pocket. I'm always broke. I never have it going on and have it going my way. I come to tell you tonight, you might need to take account of the way you're spending your money. This is not a financial one-on-one plan, but I just um, I'm preaching. I just feel something in the Holy Ghost. I'm gonna hit it. If you're racking up your credit cards and you ain't got money in your pocket and you got credit cards in your pocket and you're buying stuff on Amazon and you ain't really got the money to be buying stuff on Amazon and you're racking up credit cards at 24 and 25%. You got four or five of them going on and you're trying to make that payment and every time you make the payment, all it's doing is just paying the interest and nothing on the principal. It might be your own fault that you're broke. You can pay your tithes is all that you want to. And God, he will, he will bless what you put in there. But I come to tell you tonight, as much as you, uh, he wants to bless you, he ain't gonna bless you with bad management. That's another Bible study for another day, but we could hit it. That's that good steward. To the one he gave one and the one he gave three and five, you know. And he gave them according to their ability. There's some people you can give them $300 and you go back. They'll have that $300 and they've lived on that $300. And, they've, and there's some people that you, you can get $1,000 or $2,000 a week and you're still broke. It's not God's fault that you overspend and buy things that you don't need. 
I know there's things that happen in life. There's jobs. I, 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 I buy a few repoed homes every year. I promise you. And I, I, I know the stories. I hear the stories. And these men losing their jobs and, 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 and have work. And all of a sudden, uh, the company goes out and they, they have to lay off everybody. I know there's different circumstances and times for, for different things that uh, we face in life. But, but just bear with me for a moment here. I, I want to talk to us just, uh, just for a little bit tonight. That the only person that can curse you is yourself. The only person that can take you out of the will of God is you yourself. It's, it's this old boy right here every day that I get up and I look in the mirror and uh, it's me that, that, that can take me, that, that can pull me out underneath the blessing plan of God because it's God's will that I should be blessed. It's, it's God's will that every day that I walk out into them out them doors. He said you're going to be blessed when you go out and you're going to be blessed when you come in. You're going to be blessed in the city. You're going to be blessed in the field. Why? Because you've got my spirit. You're a part of my people. I've heard your cry. I've heard your plea. I've come to see about you. The Bible said that he comes to Balak and he, he said, I, I can't do it. God ain't, God's gave me, God told me not to go. And, and so they go back and they, 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 they talk about it and they come back to him and they offer him more money. He said, well, I, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what let's do. I'm, I'm gonna go and, and I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm gonna look at it and we'll, we'll just kind of, because we know the story, he climbs on his donkey and he's headed up the road and he's doing that something that God's told him not to do and he's going to a place that God's told him not to go and he's riding his little donkey and unbeknownst to him, there, there's an angel, angel standing in the path with a sword and he's fixing to kill Balaam for disobeying God and getting out of the, uh, out of the will of God. I come to tell you tonight, I'm thankful for a pastor in the Osho Apostolic Lighthouse that obey God. I'm thankful for a pastor that's not scared to stand up and name sin as sin and say, you know what? Come out from amongst them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. We don't look like that. We don't dress like that. We don't go to these places. We don't get involved with this kind of stuff. Why? Because we're a peculiar people. We're a separated people. We got our identity. What is it? And our identity is wound up in our holiness. It's wound up in our dress. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. I'm thankful for a man of God that will stand up and no matter who it is, no matter if it's his kids, no matter if it's his wife or it's his mom or it's his family, he'll preach fear. He'll preach without fear. He'll preach without favor. He's gonna preach the word of God. Money ain't gonna persuade him. Money ain't gonna oh, make him deviate from what the word of God said. Thank God for a preacher in your life. You better pray for your pastor. You better pray for your preacher every day. How'd you like to be sitting under some hireling, somebody that just uh, has swayed by the money, uh, that swayed by uh, uh, the money that's coming in? Uh, I don't want to upset the apple cart. Uh, I don't want to upset this or that. I thank God every day for a man that'll say, you know what, son, we don't do that. <laughs> 
We don't dress like that. We don't look like that. Come on. I've got grandkids, and I watch them. I knew how I was raised. I knew how he raised me, and I've watched him. I'm wanting to see, well, if it was good enough for Caleb, it's going to be good enough for Raquel. But thank God every day, he said, no, 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 no. Hey, we still don't get involved in that. We still... Why? Because it's our identity. It's who we are. It's the reason why we're blessed. It's the reason why we got the favor of God upon us. It's because that we have the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost in our life. Man, how do you curse what God will not curse? Woo! Ah, uh, man, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a stump right here. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a stump right here. I know we got some new ones, and the Bible said where little's known, little's required, but where much is known, much is required. If you ain't been in the church very long, I'm not expecting everything that I'm expecting out of somebody that's been in the house of God for a long time. Whew. Speaking of our new babies, Man, singing in the choir tonight. Hallelujah. Woo. Our new babies up here worshiping, uh, magnifying the Lord. I'm gonna tell you something. There's nothing greater. I'm gonna tell you something, girls. Never lose that. Never lose what you felt up here tonight. Never lose that zeal of worship and magnifying God and giving God your very best in worship. Never lose it. And if you're not careful, the longer that you come and the longer that you're involved, uh, you want to step back just a little bit. You won't, uh, I want to, but I'm going to tell you something. Every night you walk in these doors, you give God your best worship. You give God your best praise. You lift him up. He brought me out of darkness. He saved me from my sins. Shame on us that's been in the church for 10 or 15 or 20 years. We shouldn't let a new convert out worship us. Woo! Man, it's getting quiet in here. I figured God help me preach on that one a little while. I said, if you've been in the church and God saved you from your sins, he brought you out of the miry pit of the pit that you dug yourself in and God looked down and he had mercy on you and he pulled you out. You ought to jump the highest. You ought to run the hardest. You ought to clip. But we get complacent the longer that we come. We got to figure it out. Oh, we take his blessings. Oh, we take his blessings for granted. Well, I'm just a part of God. I pay my tithe. I go to church. But I'm going to tell you something. If we could peel the heart, if we could peel the chest and look inside the heart, what would be on the inside of your heart? Is there a reason why you're not shouting? Is there a reason why you're not praying? Is there a reason why you ain't getting involved with the church? There ain't, is there a reason why you're not getting involved with the things and the preaching and the things that's going on around the church. Say, what are you talking about, preacher? This is what got my attention. Say, well, come over and curse him. All right, I'll go. God tells him not to. 
he goes anyway. And this is what got me when I began to set up. The Bible said that he stood up and as he began to try to curse them, he opened his mouth to curse them. And when he began to speak, the words that began to come out of his mouth was blessings. And he's trying to stop it and shove it back in his mouth, but he can't. And as he begins to talk more and more, he's just blessing them, blessing them. And Balak's sitting there and he's getting mad. And, and man, he gets done and, and, and now he, there's a blessing on the people. And now he knows he's in trouble. And he says, well, wait a minute. Let's move over here. Let, let's try this again. And the Bible said that they move. And they go and they do it again. And Israel bowed, and the, and the people began. Uh, okay, I'm, that's not what I'm looking for. But I have a few things against you. That thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. Book of Revelation chapter 2 and verse 14. The Bible says he moves over. And he tries it again. He builds up a, an altar. And he goes, okay, I'm going to do this again. And the Bible says he goes to curse them again and blessings come out again. And he does it again. He moves all around the people trying to curse them. And every time he opens his mouth, it's just a blessing. And this is what got me right here. Book of Revelations, I just read it to you. You have to go to the book of Revelations to finish the story that's in the book of Numbers. He tells Balak, he said, I can't curse them. They're already blessed. But I'll tell you what you do. And he whispers little sweet things in his ear. And the Bible said in the book of Numbers, And Israel bowed and shit them. And the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat. And they bowed down to their gods. And Israel joined himself unto Belpeor. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. I can't curse them. The devil can't curse them. I don't know what to do. Nobody can curse them. But let me tell you something, Balak. The only person that can curse them is them themselves. That's who can curse them. Young people, as you go to your schools, some that ain't, ain't able to come to Christian school, if you go to your schools and some that maybe going, fixing to go off to college or will be going to college, you're going to begin to intermingle uh, with, with the unholy. You're going to intermingle with the world. You're going to intermingle with the things of this world and they're going to teach you things in your colleges and they're going to teach you things in them universities and they're going to teach you things uh, uh, in the public school systems uh, that don't align with this word of God. Uh, but I come to tell you, don't be swayed uh, by their doctrine. Uh, that's, just, uh, that's just a false prophet. That's just, uh, that's just a dumb dog that's barking uh, in your ear. Don't give heed uh, to that. Uh, you give heed to that man right there. You give heed to this book and what this book says. The elder talked about it today. You know what you're going to be judged by? You're going to be judged by this book right here. 
You're going to be judged out of the words that's in this book right here. That man's going to give an account for your soul right there if you go to this church. I come to tell you today, don't let yourself, don't let flesh get in the way. Don't let flesh begin to curse what God has ordained to bless, what God has put on his mind to bless. He heard the cries. He heard the pleas of them, Jews in Egypt. And he said, you know what? I hear it. I'm going to bless him. I'm going to make them the head and not the tail. I'm going to make them the lender and not the borrower. I'm going to bless them when they come out. I'm going to bless them when they go in. Every time they turn around, I'm going to bless them. What are you talking about, preacher? It's only you that can curse yourself. You can curse yourself with your finances. You can curse yourself with your friends and family. You can, you can spew things out of your mouth. You can say things that will hurt them. You can say things that will, for a lifetime, affect them. But I'm gonna tell you something. Or you can say, you know what, God? I'm just gonna continue in the blessing plan of God. I'm just gonna keep walking in your blessing plan, God. I'm gonna keep going down the avenues that you want me to go down. I'm just going to keep, keep strolling down the paths that you've ordained for me to go down. I don't care what the world's doing. I don't care what way the world's going. I, for as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It's only you that can curse yourself. It's only you that can take you out of the blessing plan of God. The question is uh, not so much how can I curse them. The question is how can I get them to curse themselves? That's the question. How am I going to get for them to turn on themselves? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll start mingling with them. I'll start, I'll start offering them things that's enticing to them. I'll start causing division. I'll start, I'll start causing an evil spirit to, to start speaking things in their ears. I'll start telling them things. Uh, letting the, the devil start telling them things that they want to hear and the ways that they want to go. This flesh, it's enmity towards God. If God wants you to go this way, the flesh wants to take you this way. Ooh. What are you talking about, preacher? Why do we do the things that we do? Why do we dress the way we dress? Why do we look the way we look? Because I'm going to tell you something. We're set aside. We're peculiar people. We've been chosen by God. He called us peculiar. He said when, when, when they was begin to persecute them and Apostle Paul come to them and he began to persecute them, they said, how, how are you going to persecute him? He said, I'll know them. I'll know them. How would he know them? By the way they look, dress, speech, Peter, your speech betrayed you. You talk like one of them. Oh, no, I don't. Starts cursing, cussing. It's in the mind of God to bless you. It's in God's will for you to be blessed and to you to prosper, even as your soul prospers. If your soul is not prospering, Brother Zach Coderick, and you're probably not prospering in the natural either. Once again, I know things happen. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with that today. I know things come up. 
But I come to tell you today, if we're not careful in the day and hour that we live, we can be so associated with the world that we get caught up with it. If we're not careful, the way that the world dress will affect the way that we dress. The way the world looks will affect the way that we look. Well, everybody else dresses like that. The whole world is dressing like that. No, the whole world ain't dressing like that. There is a people that has been called by God, that's been ordained by God, that's been called out and separated, that wants to be blessed and made up their mind. I'm gonna go against everything else in this world has to offer and I'm gonna be blessed of God. What are you talking about? There's a standard of holiness that we adhere to. There's a standard of living that, that we live by. Uh, men's going to be men and women's going to be women and we're going to identify as that and we're not, we're not going to be confused in, 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 in our gender. We're going to know who we are but just as sound as we should be as being known that I'm a man and there's a man and there's a woman we should know that there's a heaven and that, that there is a hell and as much as we get on that we need to get on Hey, we need to come out. We don't need to talk like that. We don't need to go over there and be involved in that. Why? It's going to curse us. It's going to bring us out of the blessing plan. God's one to bless us. God is one to bless us. But there's an adversary that's wanting to curse you. There's an adversary that's wanting to bring you down. There's an adversary says, you know what? I might not be able to curse them, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer them things. I'm gonna entice them with things. I'm gonna get them to looking at things that that's gonna draw them out. That's gonna take their love from the house. There shouldn't be one thing that you love more than this word of God. There shouldn't be one thing in your life that you love more than this house of God. Right here. This ought to be your first love. What are you talking about, preacher? He said, because if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll do what's right. How do you, what are you talking about, preacher? How are we going to curse ourselves? How are we going to get the blessing plan off of us? Is when you get out from underneath the umbrella of God and his blessing plan, when you pull yourself out of the church, when you begin to pull yourself away from, from the children of God, you begin to pull yourself away from the prayer room, you begin to pull yourself away from worship. You're pulling yourself. You're cursing yourself. God's saying, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be blessed. I'm going to give you all this. I'm going to give you these cities. And the Bible said that they begin to mingle and they begin to uh, offer uh, worship to idol gods uh, and the Baal Peor and, and the God of Moab. Uh, they begin to do all these things. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, what God uh, was wanting to bless so bad, it become a curse. Say, well, this one little time won't hurt nothing. That one little time will start something in your life and in your family that you'll never get under control. What are you talking about, preacher? 
your enemy is always going to offer you things that appeal to your flesh. Constantly trying to wear down, trying to put something in your heart. Well, it's just Wednesday night church. That's just Monday night prayer meeting. I, I, I know we, there's vacation. I, I'm, I'm, let's keep it in order. There's things when, when you know things are working on you. Things are digging in you. Digging at you. Spirits are working you over. And the whole time God's saying, I want to bless you. I've got something better for you. I got something better for your life. I got something better for you down the road. And if you'll keep let flesh and keep flesh and things of this world out of the way and pushed out of the way and pressed out of the way and say, okay, God, what do you have for me? Oh, you, you don't need somebody to tell you to come pray. You don't need somebody to tell you to come to Monday night prayer meeting. There's just a love in your heart to come to Monday night prayer meeting. There's just a love in your heart to come to Wednesday night church and, and Sunday morning church and Sunday Sunday night church there's just something on the inside of you what is it it's the blessing plan of God it's what God has put in me this is in my DNA this is all I know this is it I come to church I'm apostolic I worship I dance I magnify God you know what they're going to do they're going to say you shout you jump, you run at church? Really? They're going to try to make you look like the bad guy. Brother Traven, they're going to try to make you look like the fool. You can go to them football games with them and they'll have their shirts off and big old things painted on their big fat bellies and they're jumping around and... and well, my team, my team, my team. And they're trying to tell me that I'm crazy and I'm a fool because I come in uh, and God's been good to me uh, and he's blessed me and he's kept my family and he's kept a hedge of protection on me. Uh, he's kept a hedge of protection on my kids. Uh, he's kept a hedge of protection on my wife. Uh, he's kept a hedge of protection uh, on my sister and my brother-in-law, uh, my nieces, my brother, uh, my, his wife and their kids. My God, I got a reason to shout. I got a reason to lift my hands. I, I got a reason to pray. I'm gonna tell you something. I could give some of these young people the microphone and have them tell you the stories of where they come from and tell you the stories of what they've endured out in that world of sin and shame and the things and the abuse that they had to go through. And oh, it would probably shock us. It would probably, man, make us roll. My Lord, does it really like that? Things really happen out there like that. I wouldn't embarrass her for the world, but I could get Sister Stephanie up here and I got a, just a, a touch of her testimony, the, the things that she endured in this world and, and my mind, uh, Sister Stephanie, I couldn't fathom that. I, I, I just uh, born and raised in the church, but uh, from where they come from and, and you, you think they're just gonna come and sit on a pew and, and just sit there and uh, oh man, that's a beautiful song and uh, that was so pretty and I, I, I like that, and, uh, but I'm uh, just gonna say, 
No, 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 no. There's a reason why you come in and pre-service prayer. You hear Sister Stephanie over there. Woo! She's in travail. She's praying. She's reaching. Why? She said, you know what? I know where I come from. I know how the pit and the miry pit of where I come from. I've got under the blessing plan. I got under the umbrella of God and I'm not going back. I'll never go back. You want me, and I, I gotta quit. Say, come to the, but you want me, come to the music. Do you want me to, to feel bad about me? And you want me to think that I'm crazy and I'm a fool? And there's people out in this world, Brother Jimbo, that's going and using a litter box for the bathroom because they think they're a cat or a dog. And, and you want to think uh, or cause me to be ashamed uh, that I come to church uh, and I lift my hands uh, and I believe in a God uh, that I've never seen. Yes, I do. You're right, Brother Tony. I believe in a God that I've never seen. I've never seen. I've never got to stick these hands in them old nail scarred hands. I've never got to stick my hand in the side like old Thomas did. But let me tell you something. I still believe. I still believe in a God that is real. A God that can save. What did he say? He said, oh, Thomas, blessed art thou for thou hast seen, but blessed are they who have not seen, but yet believe, that still believe in me. Believe in me. I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna be there for you. I'm gonna save you. To tell me you believe in, in waters and that, that, that roll back, and people just walked on dry ground through the sea. Yes, I believe. You believe that there was just this spirit of God as a spirit, and he is. And you believe that there was just spirit that was just, it's always been here, and it's, it's, it's been here, and then one day this spirit just said, let there be light, and there was light. Yeah, brother DJ, I believe that. You're trying to tell me, if you're trying to make me believe that a woman's a man, I'm gonna tell you, I believe that God said, let there be light and there was light. If you're dumb enough to believe that a woman is a man and a man is a woman, you're pretty stupid. I'm smarter than that. Give me a little bit of credit because I believe that there was a spirit and that spirit spoke and said, you know what? Let that light be separated from darkness. Let there be land. Let there be sea. Let there be light. Say, oh, what are you talking about, preacher? And he said, let us make man, man, M-A-N, in our own image. What image was that? That image was in the image of Jesus Christ who was not there but knew he was coming. He was there in spirit but not in body. But there he said created himself a body. The Bible said he created himself a body. That 
That's why he could say, oh, let us make man in our own image. I've been meaning to get to you, buddy. I'm gonna get to you tonight. Let me tell you something. Why? Because he said, I'm gonna make man in my own image. What image was that? That was there come unto us, a child was born. Unto us, a son was given son, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. Emmanuel, be an interpreter. God with us. Well, preacher, well, preacher, I'm gonna tell you something. I was arguing with a person and they tried to say that there was just this big explosion and some, some mold got them on the wall. Some kind of matter, yeah. And it splattered on the wall and overthrew the eons and millions and millions and millions of years that I don't believe that this world was here, young people, millions and millions of years. I don't believe it. About 4,000, a little over 4,000 years, I believe that's how long humanity's been around. That's my thought and that's my belief. You always say something different, it's different. But you know why they want to say that? You don't want to say millions and millions and millions because they want to throw a question in your mind. Million and million. But if you go by the word of the Lord, it should be a little over 4,000 years. But Jimbo, it's just that little seed of confusion they want to put in your mind. And it starts with confusion. But over the millions and millions of years, this matter, this, this mold that was on the wall, it began to sprout arms. And up legs and toes and fingers begin to come out of this matter. Yeah. Okay. Are you serious? Yeah. That's what they say. And over time, that uh, as this evolved and, and, and uh, animals come around and monkeys become humans, I'm being honest. And then they think I'm crazy because I believe that there is a God that exists and everything through the eons of time through Bible prophecy and history. That's why they want to get rid of history because it has been bringing to light what that word of God said and that was wrote over 3,000 years ago. Just a piece of mold began to grow arms and it had a mind and a heart and it come off the wall and there was Adam, the first human. Crazy boy. Why? Let me tell you what I believe. I believe there was a God in heaven and he formed man. And he seen man needed a helpmate. And he took a rib out of his body. And he made a woman. Woman being from the man. And God looked down and saw that it was good. It was good. What I made is good. What I've done is good. What I've done is blessed. And what I bless, no man can curse. No man. No man. You can curse yourself, but you can't curse what God's blessed. God has made up his mind to bless you. You're going to be blessed. 
the only cursing you're going to do is to yourself. The only, play, the only person you're going to take out of the will of God is yourself. Don't let them professors, don't let them teachers tell you one thing. You get right in their eyeball and say, I don't believe that. You don't have to be offensive about it. You don't have to start a fight about it. But you say, you know what? My view lines up with the word of God. If you don't understand everything they're throwing at you, the Bible says study to show yourself approved. He said when you would be teaching, when you would have, should be teaching, you'd have somebody teach you again because why? You wasn't learning. Get your nose in the book. You ever tied up with a Trinity man? Somebody really knows how to explain the Trinity? If you ain't careful, he'll tie you up in a pretzel. Get your nose in the book. Get your nose in the book. And he said, well, who was he talking about when he said, let us make man in our own image? Take him over to the book of Isaiah and said, well, who was there when I made this world? Who was there when I made man? I made it alone. I was all by myself. You look them right in the wide of the eyeball and say, you know what? My view lines up with the word of God. And if you, ain't, if you don't understand it, give them my phone number. Don't be scared of them. Don't be intimidated. Why? Because God has chosen to bless every one of you. Every one of you. You've been adopted. You've been adopted by God. You've been brought in to his lineage. The lineage of God. And while the enemy is sitting there on the hillside overlooking your life, he said, where you been, devil? I've been walking to and fro on the earth. Have you considered my servant Job? Yeah, I've considered him. Got a hedge about him. I've done looked at him. I'm going to tell you something. And as the enemy is walking to and fro trying to find a way to curse you, when he opens his mouth to curse you, Brother Dylan, you need to be living a life and living so close to God that when the devil opens his mouth to curse you, there ain't nothing but blessing come out. Blessing. Wait a minute. And he's going to come at you in a different way. He's going to come in. He's going to move around and come out a different direction and attack you in a war against your mind in a different direction. But let me tell you something, son. You stay close to the cross. You stay on your knees. You keep praying. You keep dedicating. You hear me? The devil's going to warn against your mind and he's trying to put things in your heart and he's, he's throwing things and he's tempting you with things. But listen to this preacher tonight. He can't curse what God has continued to bless. And if you're walking in the favor of God and there ain't no sin in your life and there ain't you ain't giving heed to that temptation that there ain't no devil in hell there ain't no demon in hell that can curse what God has made up his mind to bless in closing I gotta, I, I gotta be done I, I, could, I could hit rabbit trail after rabbit trail I felt some things and stumps, but I, I just, I'm going to go on. But I'll tell you what I feel tonight. You know who the devil is attacking? The devil is attacking families. He's attacking moms. If he can't get the mom, he's attacking the dad. If he can't get the dad, he's attacking the children. 
If he can't get the children, he's a check in the grandchildren. There's one thing I've, I've learned about Tim Jones is when I see my kids when they're hurting, they're going through things and they're, they're facing things in opposition. But Tony, and there's nothing I can do. It's, I, he, he's 17, fixing to be 17. He's got to get it for himself. And I, I can give him all the words of encouragement. I can, I can tell him the way it be and the way he ought to do it and the way dad done it and the way grandpa and great. But at the end of the day, they, they got to make up their self. And it, it tears me apart when I see the devil warring against families and kids. And at the end of the day, it's they got to make up their mind. I'm going to live this for myself. Sitting in that bedroom, clothes. I looked at myself in the mirror, fixing to make the dumbest, dumbest decision I was about to ever make in my life. And I looked myself in the mirror and tears began to roll down my cheeks. And I made up my mind that day, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. This is not who I am. I know better. I've been raised better. And I'm about to come up out of the umbrella of God's blessing. I walked back in there to my dad and I got him by the neck. And I said, Dad, whatever kind of punishment you want to do to me, 17, 18 years of age, Brother Tony, I thought I was all man, had everything figured out. I said, you do it. And I made up my mind that day, I'm going to be saved. Have I failed since then? Yes, sir, I'm human. I failed. I've come up short, but I've got back up. I'd like every family. Ain't going to be long in closing, but I like every family. I'd like for you to say, man, Brother Caleb, you do that a bunch. As long as I'm around here, we'll probably keep doing it a bunch. You know what the devil's trying to destroy? He's trying to destroy families. Separate families. That's why divorce is as high as it's ever been. So, well... What are you talking about, preacher? The devil is trying to curse your family. He's trying to separate your family. He's, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I know what I feel. I've, I've dealt with it this week. I've talked to families this week. Can you help us? We need help. Can you meet me at the church? My family's in a wreck. I'm losing my family. I'm losing my kids. He's trying to curse the families. I want you to come. If they sing something, I want, to get you, I want you to get your family. If you don't have somebody here, get, get with a family you feel comfortable with. Dads, moms, grandmas, grandpas. You don't have to kneel, just come up and stand.